Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Achenpong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion and in the process creating 100,000 new first-generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first $1 million in net worth and beyond. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. Carter, how you feeling, big dog? Uh, I'm feeling great. My head, though, I'm picking it up off the floor because you sent me a video yesterday via YouTube to watch, and I watched it today, and I... I can't stop thinking about it. Like it at 30, like, you know, like you, it's crazy how much free information is on the internet, right? Which is a gift and a curse because it's information overload to people who don't know what their focus is or what they want to do. But mm-hmm. it is a gift for people who are laser focused on what they want and what they're trying to learn about, right? So the video you sent me, bro, um, by Alex Ramosi. If you if you all don't know who Alex Ramosi is, look him up. He's one of the goats of our era. Uh, he might like, he really might end up, if he keeps this pace up, he will be the goat of our era when it comes to business. Like, he won't even, probably won't even be that close. Like, um, right. but yeah, his video is just so like remarkable about sales marketing, building a sales team. And like the, that 30 minute video, um, I just paid $25,000 for a mastermind, which is, it's phenomenal. And that's great. $25,000 like, for a mastermind per quarter. So it's $100,000 for the year. So yeah. So for first I paid for one quarter. Um, and I, in that 30 minute video, I've learned the equivalent of what I learned in the mastermind for like 13 hours after taking 13 hours worth of classes. Not to say nothing's wrong with the mastermind. The mastermind is amazing, but Alex Mosey is just so phenomenal at condensing information to a short amount of time. And um, bro, so thank you for that. And if your friends are not sending you videos to help you level up, like find new friends. Don't send me nothing about like what's happening and like, you know, rap culture. Like, that's cool. I get it. But like, send me something every now and then it's going to help me level up, man. Jesus Christ. Right. But, right. Yeah. Like, now, now, don't get it twisted. We we, we can send the funny memes. Yeah, absolutely. With the best of them. Right. Like, yeah. but it's like at the same token, like you still got to know what your friend's goals are, what matters to them. Like, yo, you will find value in this because the video I sent him, while I did find an immeasurable amount of value in it, I knew he would find more value in it relative to the role that he provides for our partnership for our company, right? So I was like, yo, Carter will love this. So I sent it to him. So definitely have people in your life who know who you're trying to become and what matters to you and so they can continue to pour into you. But yeah, so in doing so, that prompted this thought process of like, man, when you think about like what really either levels you up in life or holds you back, it's really rooted into what you say yes to. Because think about it. You can say a no is a no, right? Because the, the outcome of a no is whatever it is they ask or they want it from you is not happening. So mm-hmm. a no is a no is a no. Can I have $10? No. You want to fly to Dubai with me? No. You want to cook mm-hmm. me this meal? No. Same outcome, right? But if you say the wrong yes or say yes to the wrong person, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a business partner, whether it's a client, it could be dramatically terrible for you, right? Mm-hmm. So we thought that it'd be it'd be pretty insightful to go through like different scenarios of when it is important to scrutinize your yes. Facts. And um saying no is actually saying yes. Saying saying no is saying no to someone else could be saying yes to yourself. Big which facts. like for me, once I learned that, I was like bet because I had a problem saying no. And then I read the book, The Art of Saying No. And then it's like, and then like the one gem I got from the book is saying no to someone else is also saying yes to yourself. So now you don't have to feel bad when you say no, because you're really saying, I'm, I'm not saying no to you. I'm saying yes to me. That changes everything. 
Um, and it really gives up to the heart of today's episode because like the only reason I read the book of the art of saying no is because I needed to learn how to say no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. in this world of, and we can actually hit this in a few different scopes of life, yeah. but we can start yeah. here. In the world of unlimited information, people are, more people are drowning than they are surfing. Let's say, you know, if you will, because like if you're surfing on top of the waves, you're enjoying all the information out there, but more people are drowning than it is people are surfing. So how do you go from information overload to riding the wave to your financial future or your business goals or your dreams and your, you know, things like that? So I think um, overwhelm comes from a lack of clarity and the more clearly defined you are about what you're looking for, the easier it is to get a result. Big facts, right? And so when you think about it, it's like, I, I get it, right? Like, it's not it's not like we're saying that some information is bad and some information is good. The problem is it's all good, right? So, or not all of it, but a but, lot but, of but, it. But, but too much of anything. is Even water, right? Bad thing. Even, yeah. even water, too much of anything is a bad thing. So what you have to do is, you know, my mentor told me this a long time ago, and it's so true. He said, you can have everything you want just not at the same time. I'm and I've been I've that's one thing you said to me. I've heard you say probably like five times in the last two weeks. And it's like I wake up with that in my head now. Like it's it's one of the mantras. Like I need that in my life at this point. You can have everything you want and life is just not right. And the reason why I say it so much is I have to remind myself because when again the gift and the curse of being a visionary is like the enemy of vision is sight, right? It's like when you can see so clearly, like I literally can see a decade ahead, right? Then you almost, it's almost like a level of anxiety of like, cause you like, you, if you feel like it's right here and you want to do it, you want to do this. If you want to do what's on this road and this road and this step and this step. But the reality is like, you got to slow yourself down and ask yourself, what is going to move the needle the most today? Right? Like for what, what matters the most right now and balancing that with the clarity that you do have for where it is that you want to go. So for me, my I'm like what Carter said is a thousand percent true. Overwhelm typically does come from lack of clarity. For me, though, as a visionary, overwhelm can come from because I got too much clarity. Too much of anything is a bad thing. So that's what I experience sometimes. But when I realize like, okay, I'm gonna get that too, but just not today. Have you ever been chilling on your couch? and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars. I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? Um, maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flix, which is a complete library of past workshops and masterclasses where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about financial flicks as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Right. And I think that's why we have such a great balance in our business partnership, because Carter is never like, don't do this. That's crazy. Like, why would you think that makes sense? It's like, OK, as you all, that's, 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 that's whatever you do with that. I, that's why I know you about to by the night, not disagree, but like try to redirect. Like, OK, okay. I'm not is saying this. I'm not saying it's not a bad thing, but is that what we really want to do, do right now? <laughs> right. And so but it forces us to like evaluate. Like, OK, cool. You're right. Like. It's not wrong. It's just, it's the wrong yes today. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so like what, I, what helps me out is just really, okay, asking myself, what would make me feel light as a feather, make me feel accomplished and make me feel like I really moved the needle in my life and in my business if I got that thing done, right? And I try to answer, I try to say yes to that thing because if I say yes to that thing, it's going to create a domino effect, right? On, and giving me more capacity, give me more mental clarity because sometimes it's not that you have so much on your plate is that you have stuff running in the background in your mind that's clouding your ability to lean into what you want to lean into. So it's going to be unique to you. You got to ask yourself, like, what is that thing I need to learn that really is going to take me to the next level? What is that thing? What is, what is that uncomfortable conversation that I got to have that's really going to make, free me up and make me feel liberated? Because it's going to be different for everybody. But you got to ask yourself, what is that thing for you? But when it comes to learning, <clears throat> it's like, where are you in your journey? So for example, if you're already making a lot of money, maybe you, you don't need to watch another video on like making another extra million dollars. Maybe you need to watch a video on like, okay, I feel so overwhelmed because I don't have the right team. I don't have the right systems. I don't have the right operational infrastructure. Maybe you need to learn something that's going to help create the business that's more sustainable, right? So you got to look at where you're at right now and focus your education on things that really will free you up the most relative to the pain that you're experiencing in the moment. Can I give an example of just my personal journey? Because I think one thing I, I want us to do, I, I, you know, is get more personal on these shows because people, you know, they know Melanin Money, but they also want to get to know us individually. So right. like, I just, I just thought of this. So my sales journey, right, of like, as an entrepreneur, it started off like, I need to learn how to sell to people because I'm the only person that can make the business money. So I bought a book called Selling the Invisible. And if you haven't read that, it's a great mm. book. It's like, if you're any any services, Selling the Invisible teaches yeah. you how to sell something that people can't tangibly see or touch. So I read Selling the Invisible. I'm like, bet. Now I know how to sell one-to-one. If I get somebody in front of me, get somebody on the call, I know how to sell one-to-one. I got that skill set. Then it's like, okay, bet. I now need to learn how to sell one to many because I'm doing either live workshops or I'm doing um, virtual workshops where I can't afford to be with one person at a time. I have to sell to a hundred people at a time. So then mm -hmm. I decided to purchase a mastermind that was all about how to sell to a group, right? Mm -hmm. Then this year, it's like, well, guess what? I'm the only person that knows how to sell. If we, if I don't sell anything, we make no money. So now it's like, oh, I need to learn how to build a sales side of an organization. So I'm not the only people that person that makes money. And then I join a mastermind on how to build a sales team. So like when the student is ready, the teacher shall appear. And I think that's very important because I didn't, I didn't start out saying I need to learn how to build a sales organization. Like, like you didn't make no money yet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I went from, I don't, I'm not making no money. I don't know how to sell. I need to learn how to sell one-on-one. I need, I now need to know how to sell one to many. I now need to how to train other people to sell one to one. And then the next step is I probably need to train somebody else to sell one to many. You know what I'm saying? And I only mm. sought out exactly what I needed at that point in time. Right, hundred percent. Right, because like the way to make a uh, hundred thousand dollars a month, right, is not by learning how to make a hundred thousand dollars a month. It's learning how to make your first one hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Oh, I figured that out. Now I can make a thousand. Well, I figured that out. Now I can make ten thousand. Now I figured that out. Now I, you see what I'm saying? Like, like you're, you end up creating more unnecessary overwhelm by trying to solve a problem that isn't even relevant to you. Like the story I always like to tell 
in this example is I remember working out in the gym one day and this dude was like, yo, bro, can I work out with you, man? You like shape, boom, boom. I was like, sure, bro, whatever, that's cool. And there was this other bodybuilder dude, like he had to be like stage ready. You know what I'm saying? He was just like, <laughs> he but he's like, actually, I, don't know I, take him. I said, that's cool, bro. I was like, but the road to him is through me, my, my, my brother. So like, yeah. how, however you want to get there, it's up to you. Um, so, but yeah, sometimes people like, they try to skip the process, right? It's like, you still got to learn this first. And if you focus on that, it won't feel so overwhelming. You can drown out the noise because it won't be relevant to you in that season. It's not that it's not relevant Period. It's just not relevant to you in that moment. Like me trying to join a mastermind on how to be a better CEO is not relevant when I am all things to everybody. And I have a team of me plus an admin, right? Like that's not, that's not relevant. I still got seven other hats I got to wear. But yeah, so you just got to like address what is the biggest pain point right now? What could, what could provide me the most pleasure right now? And what could avoid the biggest pain, right? Absolutely. And let that narrow your guardrails on your decision-making so you don't get lost in a sea of information. Facts. Now, how can this apply to other areas of people's life outside of like just learning in the education space and like personal development? Like, yeah. I think what, what were we talking about before? We talked about like, you said, you said relationships? We're talking about like um, hiring. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, bro. Yeah, that that within itself, we can we can we can go there because again, this is what we're in the middle of right now, right? Like, you know, I said just full transparency, right? Um, right. So hiring, hiring, right? So it's like again, you can say if I say no to somebody that's not a good fit for the company, it's a no. We go back to not having that role field, right? A no is a no is a no. If I say yes to the per the wrong person for the role, that becomes a whole host of nightmares and circumstances. Here's why: whenever you hire someone you are assuming that there's a series of things that you get to delegate, right? Things that you no longer have to worry about. Things that are now been solved for. And then when you're the aggressively ambitious entrepreneur that we are, guess what you're going to do? You're going to find something different and better to fill that time that you used to have to worry about, mm -hmm. right? Then what happens? Something comes knocking at your door. Customer comes knocking at your door. Another team member comes knocking at your door. Hey, that person you hired, they're not doing that thing you said they would do, but it still has to be done. Huh? Oh, shoot. So now not only do I have this new thing that adds to my plate, now I have to reimmerse myself into figuring out how this person's job is going to get band-aided and fit, figure it out because they can't do it. They can't be trusted to do it on their own, right? That's what happens when you say yes to the wrong team member. Not to mention, not to mention if they're client facing, right? Then now your name, your brand as the leader, the CEO, the company owner, right? They don't care about what your employee failed to do. They originally signed up nine times out of 10 because of you. Mm -hmm. So now your name potentially is going to get dragged through the mud because you said yes to the wrong person who could not do what you needed them to do. And it can completely disrupt your company culture. It can completely disrupt your company cash flow if you really let it go, go mm -hmm. up, go untouched, right? And it can just really mess up a lot of things. So like you have to be careful about who you say yes to. So let's get into some of the things of like that you can like be proactive about so that you can say yes to the right person. Yeah. And I think that one is not like one, one thing that we're learning is don't hire somebody to like don't, was it, don't hire to fill a role um don't hire for the role hire the right person for the role what do we say what don't don't, say? don't yeah I, I, i'm just talking about like yeah. I'm, not probably, I'm not gonna say it much better than you but basically it's like don't hire don't hire for the person hire for the role like for example yeah. the company the company has a specific role that it needs right mm -hmm. hire for that like just because you have somebody in proximity or someone that can do some stuff like don't hire them and then try to tailor yeah. what what they can do right 
to the role. Like, no, the role is the role. Can you fulfill that role? Are you an aspiring first generation millionaire who's looking to march towards their first one million in net worth? If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're going to get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first one million in net worth. You're going to receive access to My Wealth Health, which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're going to get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're going to get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Flips. Not to mention, you're going to receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform, and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first generation millionaire. See you inside the club. It's no, and it's no knock if you can't, but this is what the role needs. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think that what people, what I started doing as an entrepreneur, right? Like I would find the role that needs to be filled. Who's the closest? Do I got a family member, a cousin? Who wants to do friend? this? Who, like, who wants to do Like who wants to do this? This is when the business needs to do it. They, they sometimes mess up and go inside the company. Hey, who wants to do this thing? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? And you start taking people away from what they want to do. So what I, like the biggest lesson I'm learning this year as, you know, uh, a business owner is don't hire, like, like hiring an expert. I mean, hiring an amateur will cost, hiring an expert will cost a lot of money, but hiring an amateur will cost you a fortune mm-hmm. of lost money, right? So like find, instead of trying to save money and fill a role, pay extra to have that person make you more money. And right. that's just, I think a starting entrepreneur mistake. We try to like get somebody in the role and like, we say, yes, then we got to say no, kick them out. Now you, now you got to have another, a tough conversation that you shouldn't have had in the first place because you shouldn't even hire them, right? Right. Versus, versus having a tough conversation on the front end, right? To truly vet out if they were the person, right? Like sharpen twice, cut once. Unarticulated expectations lead to premeditated resentments. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. New Employee, in order to in order to be successful in this role, this is what it looks like. Can you give me an example of when you've demonstrated that? Not that you could potentially do it. Not that you have an aspiration to do it. Not that you could potentially, if you maybe had all the resources, can you demonstrate an example of when you were world-class at doing that? No? Great. Then if I hire you, it's my fault. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, well, she ain't gonna fool me twice. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but that's, but those, but those are tough. Imagine how tough that conversation would be. Like someone's all excited about a role. Oh, great. Glad that you're interested. Um, This is what the role needs. And um, all, all we need to move to the next step is just show me examples of when you did that well. Uh, I don't have any right now, but I, I promise you to give me the job. Hmm. Go get it. Go, go. Go be somebody else's sucker, right? Yeah, and then, yeah, go, and then go, go, go be somebody else's promise. All right, like, listen, we're not a Fortune 500 company yet, okay? Emphasis on the yet. So we don't, ha- we can't, everybody has to be an A player. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't, we can't afford for people to be like, you know how people would like make the memes during the pandemic and everybody was like, uh, everybody was like, what was like, like the whole thing about like people like not working for real, like not working hard and they're like, oh, oh. Killing, oh, you know oh yeah, like like seven fifty nine. Yeah. They smoking in in the in in the room, listening to you know Bob Marley or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eight o'clock on a die. Hey guys, this is yeah, like like that's funny. It's it's funny, but we can't we can't afford that. We need a a players, right? We don't need people to burn themselves out 
or, or nothing like that. But we do need people that have the capacity because they're A players, they can juggle a little bit more than the average person. Now, when we grow to a, a nine figures, we probably, we can, we're going to be able to have more like uh, tacticians, right? People that they can just like, but we shouldn't box. need to though. We we couldn't we could kind of, we should kind of keep this A player thing going because the thing about and got guys, y'all y'all are learning literally lessons that we're learning on the spot, right? So this is I want to give y'all context because it's super dope because we just learned this. So don't think that this is like um like, oh, I like know this. Yeah, it's, it's like yo, we I, I want to be fully transparent. We are just learning this, right? Um, the thing about A players is that and shout out to Alex Mosey, he said, he said this as well. Like, if you have four A players and one C player, that C player is gonna drag the A players down, not because of like proximity or like um uh uh what, what do you call it influence, but just because it's stopping them from doing their job at a high level because they gotta stop and pick up the slack of that other person, right? Like so you have to understand that if you do that, it's not just detriment to you, it's detriment to the people that you already hired. Now, back to your point about making tough decisions, because we we can't sit here and say making tough decisions is easy, right? No. They're called tough decisions from tough decisions. What's that book you said everybody needs to read, brother? Uh, Pete? <laughs> the, hard, the hard thing about hard. And actually, that book is about that. The hard thing about hard things. Pause, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine having a financial coach that at any given time, you could ask your questions in real time from a real expert and get real advice? To be honest, Pocket Advisor is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name and the primary feature back in 2021. But when I rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed by a financial advisor one of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor, as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. So the backstory on that, y'all, is I'll be in New York for our podcast tour and um, somebody in the audience asked us about what our, what our favorite books are right now. And that's the book that came to mind. But I forgot I was in the middle of Brooklyn. Yeah. And it was like, yo, look, people was literally looking at me crazy. It was like, yo, you know where you at right now? <laughs> like, you ain't paused that? <laughs> I was like, book, leave me alone. Yeah. So I don't want y'all to think that hard decisions are easy, but shout out to Tim Ferriss that said the the your level of success is determined by how many hard decisions you're willing to make, right? And mm -hmm. another another point I want to make on that is this. And I just learned this from a podcast I, I watched recently. And, and this changed my frame on hard decision. He said, you need to start, he said, in life, everyone has to choose their regrets. It's like, hmm, what does that mean? I remember that, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you have to choose your regrets. Like, hmm, what does that mean though? He said, it's, instead of looking at a decision of what's the best case scenario, 
if I do this, what's the best case scenario for that? Do that. Switch it up and ask, what is the worst case scenario? Like, what is the worst case scenario that can happen if I make this decision? And what is the worst case scenario that can happen if I make this other decision? Because what we have to understand is some regrets are not worth living with, right? Mm. So when it comes to hiring, let's say let's say you have a family member that you want to hire, but you're not sure they're good for the job, right? The the choosing your regrets is like, okay, if I hire this person, um, or if I say if I say no to this person, if I don't hire this person, this person might get upset. They might not talk to me for a little while, but by the next family reunion, they'll probably get over it and mm. we'll be cool again. It might take some time, right? It might be some awkward conversation. Right. That's one regret if you hire them. If you if you don't hire them, if you hire them and they literally tank your business to the ground because of their lack of product productivity, and then you have to fire them, then you might not ever talk to them again, right? Like in life. So that regret is not worth living with. So it might be better for you just to not hire them in the first place. You know what that regret is going to be versus the, uh, the, 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 the money it will cost you and a potential full loss of relationship that you will have if you make that decision. So if we start looking at things from choosing our choosing our regrets versus choosing the best case scenario, I think it'll help us better with our, with our decision making. That's, that's so good because as, especially like entrepreneurs in general, like we're very optimistic. We're very like, oh, this could happen. It, this could happen. I can make this much. I can make this much. And we don't necessarily spend enough time counting the cost of, well, what if it doesn't happen that way, right? And the thing is, it's not that those like things are bad. Like a lot of times, like stuff is just part of the recipe. Like, like I always say, Newton's third law of motion for every action is opposite but equal reaction. So if you want to, if you think you're going to be able to have the same level of time autonomy and peace of mind for the business that was 3 million at 30 million, or it's not going to stretch you in a different way, like I got to bridge this. Like it's going to require different you, right? So it's not that those things are bad, or we we'll call it good stress, if you will, but it's like, you just have to go into it knowing what that looks like. So when you think about having to not hire that family member or friend or, or having to fire that person if you already did hire them. If you think it's expensive, people like don't like to fire people because like, oh, attrition is so expensive and I gotta and I gotta spend all this time to onboard and train and all that. If you think it's expensive trying to hire somebody new, imagine how expensive it will be to keep, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine how expensive it will be to keep the wrong person on your roster, right? So like, and you don't have to be an asshole about it. Most people, not everybody, but most people are pretty reasonable. Hey, because here's the thing, the crazy part about it is they've probably been feeling it too. It's almost like they waiting for you to say something, right? It's like, you know, that's the crazy part. It's like, we just wait, like, well, I, I wasn't gonna say nothing to you said nothing, but they like, know like, it. Like, they like, know what's happening, right? How, how, many how many times have you been out with somebody, bro? And like, or like, you know, y'all watching a movie or something and like, you'd be like, I really don't want to watch this. You don't want to watch it either? Like, like, like you literally, we're both doing something that puts us uneasy, but we're both scared to talk about it. Now we're both suffering when right. one of us could have just had the cojones to say something. Yeah. So it's like, most people are reasonable. Most, like, for example, let's say, let's say like the, the classic example, you, you start out your company, you hire for proximity, you started growing, right? What they were able to do and serve at that level made sense. They were just helping out with some admin stuff, checking some emails, you know, hopping in on this, hopping in on that. That's when you were a, a side hustle. Then you evolved into a small business and now you're growing into an enterprise. And the reality is your rate of growth outpaced theirs. That's a very common thing. It's not uncommon, largely because you have the biggest commitment to the company because it's yours, right? Not every, there's some employees that are like bought in and gung-ho and they're going to grow just like you, but that's not going to be the case across the board. It is extremely common 
that the company growth in size and scale outpaces its original support system. Okay. So in that conversation, it's like, hey, I remember the time. Remember when we first got started, we was just like figuring it out and it was a good time. And I didn't know much and you didn't know much. It's safe to say we're not there anymore, right? Yeah. Like things, things have evolved and I'm so excited about it. But with that evolution, um, it requires just a different version of all of us. And I've been observant. Uh, we, we, we put some systems in place to try to give people the grace and space to evolve. But if I'm being totally honest with you, I, what you've shown me so far just makes, it, makes me believe that I don't know if this is truly the environment for you today. Not to say that it wasn't, not to say that you're a bad person, but the reality of who the company, the identity of the company is today, you no longer fit within that. Would you agree with that? Right? Like, it's not personal. Like, and then maybe they can, nine times, six times out of 10, they're going to agree with you. Like, you know what? I, I see why you said that. But in the, in, in the event that they do give you pushback, guess what you can do? You can cite examples. Well, hey, I know I thought you might say that. So, and I didn't want you to think that this was just a favoritism or just a, I'm getting too big for my britches. I'm forgetting where I came from. So I want to, I want to remind you of a few key up moments that were critical to the business that we, that we tried to overcome, but you were at the heart of all of them. Here's, here's situation one. Here's situation two. Here's situation three. Here's situation four. Now, can you see why we had to have this conversation? I'm happy to, I'm happy to connect the dots. If there's somebody that in my in my friend group, my peer group, or entrepreneur group, who you think that you can serve at the level that they're at at this moment, but as it stands for this company where we're headed, I think that our time our time has come to a, a phenomenal conclusion. I'm so grateful for everything you've been able to provide. Is that tough? Hell yes, it's tough to say. But is it real? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, real. That, that was just a blueprint on how to fucking fire somebody, and you involuntarily just signed up for if we ever have to fire somebody in the future. Um, that's your uh, job, because you are better at it than I am. That was world class, y'all. Get your ass out the that door. Was, don't let the door, don't that, let the doorknob hit you where the that, good that, Lord splits you. Uh, I'm just saying, man, that uh, that was world class. Uh, that was a master class for how to let somebody go. And since you're so good at it, if we ever have to let somebody go, you that's that was that's, that's that a master was just, class of world class finessing. Right? <laughs> you know, you know what? And I I, I can't even be mad. Like, I was like even last night. Like so, when we Carter and I first met, right? Like. <laughs> I had a, I had a team on my team who now evolved into an A player. I didn't I didn't at the time I knew she was good, but I didn't know she was that good, right? And so like she would do little stuff for me and Carter, and then like me and Carter trading ideas because we masterminded. And I was like teaching about like how I delegate stuff. And then when I tell you, if you give this man anything, he is gonna like he doesn't believe in, in turning something up warm. Like, he he turns it on fire, like starts boiling it immediately. And next thing I know, this thing is delegating everything to me. I'm like, wait, wait, what what are you doing? How did this happen? Why? Like literally just last night, he was like, "Yo, can you uh, can you create the document?" And shit? I'm like, "No, I, I wanted uh, to say so uh, bad." Oh, wait, no. well, well, you, no, you, you, and you. And first of all, you can just say no, bro. Like you're not delegating to me. No, but, the only reason why I didn't say no because it wasn't that deep. Like yeah. I, I was just being funny, but like, yeah. But you say you created it first. You say you say I, I already I, have the I, document. I, said, I, I think at that point, I don't know if I had created it though. I, I said I had, I had, I don't know. More story. Okay. At that point, I hadn't created it. My yeah. point of saying this is. This dude here, if you don't don't give him something unless you want him to run away with it, jump over the fence, hop on the jet, get on the yacht, go go, go over to China because he gonna that's exactly what he's gonna do. But I am I first started sending him voice notes, and then next thing you know, he's in a voice notes. I'm like, yo, this dude here. Bro, you can admire if one thing you can admire about me is my level of consistency, bro. You know it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is. When's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, 
the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. My level of execution and my level of consistency, and that won't waver, right? Like that, that is, 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 is like too much of anything. Like you said, <laughs> too much of anything. Now, 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 don't get it twisted. If you if you actually do something, I want to do. I'm not doing it, right? Yeah, but like, right, right. I just I just genuinely find it funny. I'm like, yeah, like this. Who is okay, this? I, you know what's funny? I th- this is what I thought she was talking about. I thought she was talking about, and this this wasn't me trying to finesse you. This was something like I genuinely thought you it would make sense for you to do and not me. But I also was happy I didn't have to do it. When I was like, um, have you? made the edits to the to the to the video to the to the have you given the team the edits to the trailer video because oh, you had yeah. already started i i didn't want to step on your toes but i'm like if i don't have to do that because like nah, this nah, be, that, that, that <laughs> like that that was somebody I just didn't mind doing because you know i like i, I mean I, I know you have final say anyway so like but yeah y'all um <laughs> but yes yeah, so talked about like personal development right and like being careful of what, how much you consume what you say yes to we talked about hiring um and, and and what you say yes we'll see. we had another we had a third one um i think we, i think we can hit on this one quickly pause um, oh yeah um yeah um this this one is just uh yeah i i don't want to stay too long we can talk about personal life like what not to say yes to and how mm-hmm. it could how it could bite you that the one was it personal life no it was relationships it was relationships you, you was gonna, it was i like that was the bonus one it was person it was personal development it was hiring i know i know i, I had said like uh, relationships. I was like, that, like I said, technically we could talk about relationships. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, I think the, I think another area that we can hit um, is personal life, you know, really quickly. And I think that my, my example here is just, you know, saying yes to the wrong things personally could mm-hmm. derail you faster than you think. Right. Um, right. I, if somebody asks me to go out on a weeknight, I take that as personal disrespect. Cause I just, mm-hmm. I will not go out and drink on a weeknight. Um, and the reason for that is saying yes to that, I'm probably saying no to six hours of my day to the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Because I am probably not gonna be at a function at the level I need to function at because I'm probably hungover or something. So I think that saying no, um, or saying yes to, to wrong personal events and occasions can end up hurting you more, more than you think. And one instance, it was one quote by entrepreneur. He says, I don't say, because I don't say, because I don't do what I want to do all the time, I'm able to do what I want to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because just be, so and for that, for y'all to understand what that means is like me and George have owned our time. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want. Right? right. But because we don't go out drinking on a Tuesday night, because we don't do whatever we want, it gives us the freedom to be able to do whatever we want. So although we might turn down going out to the club on a Tuesday night, now we can go rent the yacht on a Tuesday mm-hmm. morning. And, and go sailing for, 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 you know, for, and we don't have to work that day because we said no to things that we didn't want to do so that one day we could do everything that, that we actually want to do. So, you know, it, random, random, and we don't, we're not going to talk about it right now, but we got to figure out what we're doing after the successful award show. Like, well, how are we, how are we celebrating? Well, we're we supposed to be going to Africa, bro. Like, we should just, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we should like book that. I mean, I know we got other things, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so I, I agree with that. Like the saying, saying yes to the wrong things personally. Right. And again, even that could be hard. Right. Because it's like, you got your childhood friends, you got your family, you got everybody just pulling on you like, yo, can you do this? Can you do that? And it's not personal. Right. 
but it is personal. It's personal when it comes to like you becoming the person that you want to become. Because here's the thing, when you're the one, especially when you're the one for your family, it's like, you know how I'm able to do all that y'all, like I'm able to do for y'all. And it's not like rubbing it in nobody's face, but the reason why I'm able to do all that is because I can't say yes to the same things that all y'all get to say yes to. And I'm okay with it, but I need y'all to understand that. It's not like I'm not missing this because I'm too good for y'all. I'm, you know, big time George. It's like for me to be able to take care of the bill because so-and-so needed it to make sure uh, um, a cousin that went to college is good to make sure that my like, auntie is straight. The reason why I can do that is because sometimes I got to say no to some of that, to, to the other smaller stuff. So I can say yes to when y'all need me. Right. So it's like understanding that everybody is not going to always get it. But the thing that always trips me out is like, if you think I am who you, who you claim to believe that I am, then you've got to know that I can't just be, twiddling my thumbs at two o'clock in the afternoon. Like you just, you've got like organically, like you don't got to know my yes. full schedule, but you just got to organically know that that can't be possible, right? Because that same energy of, oh, my oh, my cousin big time or so-and-so, he really doing this, he doing that. He, like, and the same person you come ask money for, like he's got to be busy. He's got to be doing something productive in order to be able to do that, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's the part that trips me out. I'm like, like how, how are those dots not connected? <laughs> like you you want to be able to ask me for $2,000 at the drop of a hat. And, and instead of loaning it to you, I'm able to just give it to you, right? Because I don't believe in loaning family members money, right? But so you, you're okay with that, but you're not okay. I can't come to the, you know, I can't come to, you know, the, the, the Halloween party, like, Right. Like what? Like you know what I'm saying? Like like that. I'm gonna make the important stuff, right? Yeah, I'm gonna make the, yeah, the yeah, reunion. Sure. I'm gonna make auntie's 50th birthday. I'm gonna make like I'm gonna make that. But like, I'm not gonna be able to come to just a random uh su- Sunday cookout and watch the game every time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just I'm just not. Um, but it's all love. But mm-hmm. I in order for me to be able to say yes to the right things, I have to say yes to myself most often, mm-hmm. which might means in some scenarios is gonna be a no for you. That's real self-love, right? Like I saw this quote one time and it said, I'm probably gonna butcher it a little bit, but it said, it said something like boundaries is me loving you and myself at the same time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a sense that it's like, if I don't have boundaries then I'm not loving myself and I'm giving you whatever you want. Right? Which I'm, then, like, I'm then going to resent you. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So it's like, I gotta, I gotta figure out what is that happy medium of where I can love myself and love you at the same time. And that might mean that I can't do everything you want me to do in order to create the space that I need to create to love myself. So guys, all that being said, when you're going through life and you're thinking about what your North star is of what the ideal life looks like, the person that you want to become, the business that you want to build, right? Like just be mindful of your yeses. Will this yes get you closer to that? Or will the yes get you further away? And if the answer is it's going to get you further away, then why would you say yes? Right? Then you'll be then you will be saying yes to stress. You and that note, and, and I can't drop this one because it's on a stand and it costs too much. But on that note, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Melon and Money Show. If you, as you already know, like, share, subscribe. This is an episode you definitely want to share with some people. I mean, like people have been saying that they like, I've been liking a lot of our recent episodes because we're really just inviting y'all into our reality, right? It's like, we're not proclaiming to have everything figured out. Like we're learning trial by fire, as they say. So please keep coming along for this journey. Invite your friends and family along for this journey. Make sure you leave a comment, subscribe on YouTube, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. We hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time. 
If you found this episode valuable, please like, subscribe, share, and consider leaving a review of this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.